the assistant pastor here. My name is Nathan Thomas. Welcome, everyone. It's good to see you this morning. It's good to see some returning faces, and uh, welcome those who are watching online. And uh, anyways, our passage this morning is from John chapter 15. So uh, I hope, as my prayer, as we go into the Word and we go into the sermon, uh, that you find rest today. It is the Sabbath. It is the day in which we worship the Lord. And day we get to come together with our brothers and sisters in Christ and sing His praises. So... Let us continue to praise and worship the Lord by going to the Word of God. This is John chapter 15. I'm the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. Already you are clean because of the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and withers, and the branches are gathered and thrown into the fire and burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. By this my Father is glorified that you may bear much fruit and so prove to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love. Just as I have kept my Father's commandments, abide and abide in his love. These, these things I have spoken to you, that my joy may be in you, that your joy may be full. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, this is your word. And I pray that the Spirit may continue to bring the word and let it sit in, in our hearts. May it dwell within us. And Father, if I preach this morning anything that is false or untrue, I pray that it may fall upon deaf ears. For you are our Lord. You are our Savior, and it is by your grace that we are redeemed. It is in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, we are concluding our series of navigating a confusion, confusing culture this morning. So, I, I hear this is in high demand. So if we could go ahead and bring the puzzle up. There we go. So Stuart started off with loving God, which is kind of where we're finishing. Uh, and then gospel, love neighbor, uh, which is followed by scripture, which is very necessary if you want to 
know how to navigate a confusing world and confusing culture, uh, apply wisdom, which is much easier said than done. Uh, Prayer is wonderful. That helps navigate everything. It helps us go to the Lord. Godly counsel. Our brothers and sisters, we need one another. And then, as Stuart preached last week, God is sovereign. Even if we make the wrong choice, which as sinners we are wont to do, the Lord still will work it to our ultimate good. And finally, and I think everything, all of this can be summed up with what we're talking about today. And if you had a if you're listening or reading along with me, I think it's going to be very clear. Uh, we need to abide in Jesus. All right. Now, Stuart said this was a simple puzzle, but it took us nine weeks to complete it. <laughs> Abiding in Jesus. It's, I think it's a great way to end the series, because uh, I think... Well, as I thought through all the sermons that we have listened to and uh, that I've uh, as well preached, but uh, about navigating culture, about making decisions, because we do live in an anxious-filled society. We do live in a society that can be very confusing. It can be hard making decisions. But all of this, everything we've talked about, can be summed up in this one simple truth. You should abide in Christ. All the things Stuart and I have preached on in the past nine weeks comes to this. We should abide in Christ. Now, yes, culture can be confusing. It The values of the world around us, they shift and change. And without Christ, without God, there's really no foundation for any of it. And so when you adhere to the world and its morality, your, your foundation is going to be made of sand. And that is going to make things anxious. It's going to make you anxious. It's going to be hard. It's true one minute, it will be not untrue the next. But when we abide in Christ, when we have Jesus, when we look to Him, we have a rock that stays firm. And steadfast and faithful. And as we will talk about this morning, Christ is life-giving, and if we stay in Him and abide in Him, it will bear fruit in our lives. So that is the main point of our sermon. Be summed up in this. Life can be confusing. Abiding in Christ can help us navigate. The act of abiding, that's central to our passage this morning. So we're going we're gonna to start with that and then we'll touch on those who do not abide because Jesus gives a very clear warning. But he starts this passage with this, I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes, 
that it may bear more fruit. Now, if you're new to the faith or if you feel a little bit lost and you're curious, who is Jesus really? I don't want to hear people's impressions of Jesus. I want to know who Jesus really is, really. Then I cannot recommend enough the Gospel of John. What a wonderful place to read about who Jesus is because Jesus tells us. He's very straightforward with his words. This is who Christ is. He says, this is who I am. He does this several times throughout the book. And this morning, he tells us he is the true vine. And it's interesting, he he's using the word true. And John kind of uses true throughout his uh, gospel as to mean genuine and saying, so Jesus said, I'm the genuine vine. Which, if we compare it to the Old Testament, uh, vine has a tendency to be used to represent God's people. Uh, you look at Jeremiah 2 Psalm, and Psalm 80, both prominently use this vine imagery to represent God's people. But also, the prophet and the psalmist depict a vine that is either withering or whose fruit has been plucked. And Christ is coming forward and saying, I am the genuine vine. I am the true vine. I am the vine that gives life. Or if we're staying with our analogy, he's the vine that gives fruit. Uh, which is, we, we've been talking so much these past couple of months about making decisions, navigating culture. How do we decide where to go? Where do we, how do we apply our wisdom? Yet, Christ puts it plainly. If you want to bear fruit, if you want to be a Christian that lives a life that shows all of the fruit of the Spirit, as Paul lists them in Galatians, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. If you want that li a life that bears fruit, and you want your choices to lead to a life that bears fruit, And I keep saying if, and maybe I need to take a step back, because I'm making an assumption here that you have the desire, that you want to bear this fruit. And so let me speak plainly, we should desire this thing. We should desire that our life produces love, joy, peace, patience. That our lives are tempered with kindness, goodness, and faithfulness. That our love of others and our interactions and our relationships with our neighbors and our family 
that is drenched with gentleness and self-control. That should be the desire in our hearts. And when we look at Christ and see the love and faithfulness He has toward us, you should long to live a life that shows the tremendous love of Jesus. So if you know Jesus, if you put your faith in Jesus, our choices, the decisions we make as we go through culture, as we live and walk in this world that we're a part of, but not really, those choices bear fruit. So we can share that fruit with those around us. It should bear fruit in our own lives, in our own faith, in our own journeys, certainly in our spiritual lives. We should long, we should pine, we should desire, we should pray that our faithfulness shows the life-giving nature of Christ. And if we want that, when you long for that, if you're, this is where I want to go, then we need to abide in Christ. And Jesus makes it clear in verse 6, I'm the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. That is a straightforward promise, and it is a beautiful promise of Christ. It's not that we just abide in him. But He abides in His people. Christ stays with His people. That's why Paul can tell the Corinthians, hey, you are a temple. The Spirit of the Lord dwells within you. He abides in you. And Christ says, I, not only do you, I want you to abide in me, I will abide in you. And he uses this metaphor of branches and vine. And that's understandable. Now, I'm not going to go too far into this metaphor because I'm not a great gardener. Matter of fact, I'm terrible at it. I have what they call in the business a brown thumb. For several years at my old place, I tried growing a garden. I just wanted a little, little flower garden in front of my front porch. And they all died every year. Except for one Dusty Miller that continued on way past of me actually trying to take care of it. It just kept going. I was like, okay, you do your... Um, 
But even a terrible gardener like me understands that if I take a branch away from the vine or the stem or the trunk, if I just cut it off, it's not going to flower. It's not going to produce fruit. It's not going to bring it back any more foliage when the spring comes. The leaves won't turn, come, become green. No, it's, it's going to wither and dry out. So if we're navigating this world, if we're saying, yeah, I, I, this is where I want to go. This is what I want to do. So we navigate this world as we're walking through this culture trying to understand everything that is going on. If we want to do it well, we need to stay connected to Jesus. That's because He's He's the heart of who we are. He's the reason we worship. He's the reason that we can pray. I mean, we are allowed to have a conversation and put all of our fears, our burdens, our troubles, our desires, our joys, and put them before God who created the universe. And He listens. And He answers your prayers. And that blessing comes from Jesus. The fact that we have hope, faith, and love, that's all because of Christ. So we need to abide in Him. We need to stay connected to the vine. We need to stay on the foundation that gives us life. Abiding is essential. Now you may be sitting there and you're like, that's great, Nathan, but all you are doing is saying the word abide over and over again. How do I stay connected? Well, that's a good question. I'm glad you asked. How do we stay connected? Well, Jesus himself tells us in two verses. Uh, First, in verse 5, he makes it clear. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. Does everybody see the connecting point? If you abide in me and my words abide in you. When we desire to abide, stay connected to Christ, to rely on His foundation, we need to know Scripture. We need to know His Word. If you want to know who Jesus is, go, go to the Bible. The whole of scriptures give the entire redemption story of mankind. Of how sin came into the world and broke creation. And how Christ, out of His love, gave that creation hope. 
and where we are going. The life eternal, the blessings forevermore where tears are no longer shed. When Jesus returns and His glorious kingdom and the saints will be in fellowship with Him. And if you're new to the faith or you don't know where to begin because it is a big book, it's very long, we'll start with the Gospels. The beginning of the New Testament, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. I know we're in John this morning, but John John was Jesus' best friend and he writes like it. He has a very intimate depiction of who Christ is. So as we look to abide in Christ, we need to keep His Word. We need to know the Scriptures. Truly. I was talking to a friend one time, and he was like, eh, look, if I need to know something, I can just Google it, find the reference there, then I can find it. And yes, you can do that. And what I try to impress upon my dear friend is the Scriptures are more than a reference book. It's more than a how-to manual. It is the full story of the love of Jesus. I mean, even the chapters and the verses, they came later. They are used so we can find our favorite parts of the story. So we can go here. This is where the Lord changed my life by these words here. The Scriptures need to be written on our hearts. We need to take in, to dwell upon, to meditate and find joy in His marvelous story and His amazing love. And that's how we begin to abide in the Lord. And as His Word tells us, Jesus tells us, if you're looking for a bit more, He tells us straight up in verse 10, If you keep My commandments, you will abide in My love, just as I have kept My Father's commandments and abide in His love. So first of all, what Jesus is saying, the way I love the Lord, the way I love my Father, I have kept His commandments. And in doing so, uh, He is able to provide salvation for us. And His command to us, His help for us, is if you want to abide in Me, if you want to be that branch that bears fruit, keep My commandments. And he even helps us out even further in Matthew 22, where he tells us which commandments we should keep. He sums it all up into two very helpful ones. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and great commandment. The second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Now, I'm not 
going to spend a lot of time on these because Stuart, uh, early on in this series, preached on both of these. He started with loving the Lord. And so I'd encourage everyone to go back and listen to those sermons if you want to dive in more. But for our purposes here, as we seek to abide in Jesus, we start with His Word, and then we put His Word and His love into practice. We practice loving God. We, we, we practice loving our neighbors. We take the things that we learn of God and how He loves us. We set it upon our hearts, and then we go... And we do the love that he, in the same manner He has loved us. In that, in doing that, we will show fruit. We will see the fruits of the Spirit. In living a life that reflects and shares the love of God and not just toward God, but toward our neighbor. We're abiding in Jesus. And that beautiful life that comes from the vine will prosper in our lives. And it will be well. So, as you take the measure of things, as you're navigating culture, as you're sitting here going, I'm confused. Abide in Jesus. Read, dwell upon His Word. Let His Word abide in you. And follow His commandments. Walk in the ways that Christ has encouraged us and exhorted us and told us to walk. Live a life that is filled with the grace and hope that Christ has poured out and given to you. In that, you are abiding in Him. Because as you navigate, you'll stay connected with Jesus. Not just here, but for eternity. He will not abandon His people. The Lord is faithful. So do not turn your backs on Him. Because to not abide, that leads to a withering branch. Jesus never really holds back. He's very straightforward. In verse 6, He tells us, If He does not abide in Me, He is thrown away like a branch and withers. 
and branches are gathered and thrown in the fire and burned. Jesus, very clear. What happens if you do not abide in him? If you're not submitting yourself to Christ, if you're not coming to him, coming to his word, if you're not loving him and loving your neighbor, if you're not following his commandments, if you're not staying with the Lord, then you're submitting yourself to the world. To its ideologies, to its shifting moralities. Because everybody must live by some standard. So, you can forge your own way. That, I guess that's an option. That's very much on the table. But Jesus tells us this is where it ends. There is no life. There is no fruit there. Nothing that reflects the goodness and joy of God. And ultimately, there, there is no life apart from Jesus. Because when you cut yourself off from the very person that gives you life, then you will wither. And like we do with dead branches, we gather up and use for fire and for kindling. Christ says He's the vine, but He also tells us His Father is the vine dresser. The Lord trims the vine. He... He loves His Son. The Father loves His Son. And He cares for Him. So, if Jesus is the vine, yes, the Lord will take care. The, our Father will take care of the vine. He will take care of His kingdom. And for those who reject the Son, those who reject the Father, submit themselves to the world. They also submit themselves to the judgment and the just wrath of God. Because Jesus is clear, if you want life, you need to abide in Him, you need to put your faith in Him. So, let us abide in Christ. Let us live a life connected to the true vine. Let us pray that our choices, our decisions, the steps that we make may bear fruit that shows the amazing salvation of the Lord and the love and grace of our Savior. In all things, let us abide in Christ. Let us pray.
Dear Heavenly Father, how great it is that You have given us Your Word that we may know that we may know You, that we may know Your Son, that the Spirit may illuminate Your Gospel and give us understanding. And Father, as we navigate confusing culture, this troubling world, let us abide in Jesus. Let us Stay connected to our Savior. Let us not lose our grasp, but turn to Him continually. May the fruit of Your grace and mercy abound in our lives. In Jesus' name, Amen.